0: My name is Thad, and I'm one of the pastors here, and what a great week we've had. I mean, you're you're experiencing uh, a Sunday with us, but boy, during the course of this week, we have had some fun. You'll see a little video about that later, uh, but I just want to thank you for what you do week in and week out, because your generosity is impacting the community around you without even like knowing it in ways. Um, we were invited to Liberty Ridge Elementary School this week and they appreciated us for the remodel. We last Sunday distributed the school supplies to all the rooms and classes there. And uh, what a blast that was. We were in Sumner Middle School this week uh, supplying their teacher pods with essential supplies down there, not 100% like we do Liberty Ridge, but uh, you know, got tons of supplies out there as well. and. Uh, Just a a blast serving the community and then you don't even realize we pushed order this week on 50, they're called sweet cases. Those are uh, duffel bags for foster kids that come into foster care. They showed up on the porch of the Miltimores, and we're going to coordinate a day to get together and build those cases out. You like decorate the duffel bags and stuff them, and then we're going to get those to Olive Crest. But already another agency has said, can we get some duffel bags? And so it's exciting to see what God is stirring in uh, the, the realm of foster care. And finally, we're able to put some of the money that was raised on Easter Sunday towards that and just I mean we got a thank you from charity water organization that we've given to for clean water cuz it's their 10th birthday and the it, it's just like the the reports keep coming of thank you so much so that like I'd take the whole time if I just sat here and said thank you but thank you right it's just been an exciting week and then that leads us to to show up here I'm excited about groups that are coming up and the opportunity we have to get connected with one another because there's just something unique that happens when we show up and serve with one another in these opportunities outside church. And we've dialogued through our faith with one another and encouraged one another. And uh, it's, it's really powerful. Um, so finally, I have to say this. Uh, a little plug and instruction all at once. Last year, we had this crazy idea of making cookies and taking it to schools, just on their first day of school, dropping it off at the front office and saying, hey, this is for the teachers and staff. Just want to encourage them and say, have a great school year. You guys are amazing. Thanks for investing in the future or whatever. And uh, so we said, hey, let's do that again. So uh, back on a table back there, uh, there's a sign-out sheet with school names next to it. If your school's already taken, cool, no worries. Uh, but there's a bunch of different schools that we have listed opportunities to, to sign out a school and um, uh, the Sumner schools are taken by the Sumner campus but all the Bonnie Lake, White River schools listed back there you can sign them out. Make a couple dozen, three dozen cookies or whatever there's a card there that you can personalize a note from Open Life into you get to write it. Don't be crazy in the note. You know just say hey uh, praying for a great year for you. You know um, and then there's, there's an invite there to next Sunday. Uh, I'm excited about next Sunday because we're just going to take a moment and, and bless any educators that show up. Anybody who's working in the education system, ultimately, there's an invite to that in there, which will be going out online this week as well. And uh, we'll take a moment to pray for our teachers. And, and there's a ton of you sitting here. And uh, including, can I just, can I call you out? As it would be awesome. The interim principal for Liberty Ridge Elementary School is a guest today with us. So thank you for being here. Uh, Thank you for letting us bless your school and for being a blessing to us. We'll tell you what the teachers did later. And and it's it's pretty amazing. So jumping into today's talk, we're in Romans 8. This is week two of our um, series called By the Spirit. And we're looking at all these promises that are packed for three week, a three-week series, all these promises that are packed in Romans 8. And they're pretty amazing. And they, they all involve what the Spirit is empowering us to do to, to live, yeah, to live out like our full purpose. And so listen to last week's talk if you missed it. But last week we simply talked about the strength that we have when we choose to follow Jesus, there's a strength inside that we have, this this unction, if you would, to do what God would urge us to do. And it's pretty cool to have that. We should listen to that. We should read our Bible on a disciplined manner and pray in a disciplined manner so that we can hear that voice of the Spirit direct us. And so we've got that to work with inside our life and It's it's a promise for those who choose to follow him. But today we're going to take a a jump ahead in the next. We're going to be in verse 17 through 30 of Romans 8. And our big idea today is the Holy Spirit helps us. And you can obviously fill in the notes that are in your worship guide, or you could do it digitally on the app as well. And you'll see the passages there, or they'll be on the screen in a moment. But I already lost some of you, I know. Because I used the word help, right? Now, if you're old enough and you watched things like Happy Days, then you would realize the Fonz would never, ever ask for help. In fact, he would say things like sorry or help. Like he would go, (laughs) you know, it was hilarious. It was just slapstick comedy, right? He couldn't say sorry. He, would... he was too cool for that, right? But I think we still deal with this. We still deal with like losing people when we start talking about, oh yeah, all you need to do is ask for help or admit you need help. That's where we're like, no, no, not me. I'm like self-made. I got this. I can get it. Uh, But in reality, I am horrible at this. So, you know, preaching to the choir, as they would say. We don't have a choir. But anyway, preaching to the mirror. Um, I'm awful at asking for help. Like things like borrowing tools or like projects. We were talking about it earlier up up here when we were setting up. Like, come help me paint my fence. Are you kidding me? And I think the root of it for me is like, That's what I do every day, is ask people to help. Like honestly, I'm in meetings every day, trying to connect the dots of needs and the opportunities to meet those needs and going to organizations and saying, hey, you can uniquely meet the need over here. Will you help? Hey, you can do this, will you help? And then it comes to like my backyard. Dig a hole for a pool no, I'm not going to ask anybody, right? And then finally you get to that moment where you're like days into it, and you're just like, man, I need some help, (laughs) you know? So I don't know where you're at in that process. If you're in the moment where it's like, I'm not going to ask for help, or if you're to the point in your life where you're like, help, you know? But this talk hopefully finds you encouraged at the end of it because God has ultimately sent us help. Our challenge is to embrace it. Let's let's jump in. Verse 17. Since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly, for the future day when god will reveal who his children really are against, against its will all creation was subjected to god's curse but was eager but with eager hope the creation looks forward to the day when it will join god's children in glorious freedom from death and decay what, Thad, did you just read? Right? Like, so welcome today. You're going to suffer more. Here we go, Lord, send us out. You know, it's, that. it's an interesting text. But here's the first thought. The Holy Spirit helps us when life is not always easy. When life is not always easy. Maybe some of you have made a decision to show up to church, and you're going, man, if, if I go to church, and, and man, if I focus a little more on Jesus... I won't have troubles. Yes. Uh, That was false advertising. I just want to let you know. Uh, Let me uh, bring us back into reality and unpack what we're reading about here a little bit. Not to scare you, but life still has trouble. The cool thing is when you follow Jesus, you can deal with those struggles differently. And it should be evident that we have a relationship with Jesus and our dependency and how we deal with our struggles. They're unique to each of us. Each, each one of our families has faces different challenges. Each individual has our own temptations. But we don't deal with it alone. We have an opportunity to make it through life's moments when they're not easy with this strength of the Holy Spirit and guidance, counsel, as you would. We didn't choose Jesus to be trouble-free or suffering-free, if you will. It's not easy dealing with death and decay and trouble that's all around us. If you watch the news much, you may get depressed, you know, really quickly. You may go, our future is in trouble, right? But we should respond uniquely. We should have this hope for our future. We should have this strength to endure. We should rise up when others get defeated. It's something in us that should allow us to overcome. The Christian life is not easy. Fighting sin is not easy. Enduring persecution is not easy. Coping with day-to-day life in a fallen world are... Bodies give in to the world around us, the sickness. We get sick. There's difficulties nevertheless. Paul says our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Like he's like, yeah, that's just now. No worry. Look at the future. Look at your hope. Look at what's coming. Put your vision glasses on that help you see your eternity and your future because it is awesome. Don't lose hope. Don't give in to the discouragement, the doubt, the drama. You have something so many need in their life. Hope. Hope in a relationship with Jesus with a promise of eternal life. If you choose to follow him. That's a crazy good thing to hope in. And it does help us push forward. Verse 23 continues. We believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us, as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. We were given his hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't have yet, or yet have, as it says, we must wait patiently and confidently. The Holy Spirit helps us to look forward with hope, thought number two. Being patient is just normal in our culture. So this really is an easy point, right? Everybody, you're really patient? Um, these present sufferings, no worries. No, the Holy Spirit enables us to live with hope because the ultimate end is already determined. Jesus paid the price. The ultimate conclusion, as dark as it gets. Preston, our five-year-old son. Not like I have another son, but he's our five-year-old one. Our only son is five. Preston, it just came out weird. I was like, "Wait, our five-year-old son. We have this other one you don't know about. We keep him locked." I <laughs> just be weird. He's in the backyard somewhere. I haven't seen him for a while. Uh, Preston is full of life right and uh, yet at night every once in a while maybe every other night he wakes up you know has that childhood like fear when you wake up at night and he's got this new deal he'll wake up and he'll turn his bedroom light on then he'll leave his bedroom sneak into our room climb into our king-sized bed, and at some point in time decide to sleep sideways. And like last night, I woke up with feet on my head. Little feet. So I knew it wasn't Dana. And how I sleep through that, I have no idea. But I kind of glanced, you know, when I, like, I grab him and move him, and then he, like, forces his way back, and I'm like... Is it worth a fight right now in the middle? I don't even know what time it is, you know? But I noticed he even turned the hallway lights on last night. So it's bright. Like, there's lights everywhere. He didn't turn our bedroom light on, but he left the door open, so the hallway light was, like, right in my face. And I was just like, hallway lights on. I went back to sleep. I didn't get up and turn them off. Uh, somebody can get that? I, I've talked about this before. It's like something on the floor. It's like, oh, somebody spilled something. Hey, somebody spilled something. And I just keep walking and leave it. What is it that makes me do this? I do it while I sleep too. Why am I telling this story? Well, here's the reality. The Holy Spirit is like that light inside of us. When we have the hope, and we have a, a, something we look forward to, when we have this understanding that, man, when, when I made a decision to follow Jesus, there was a deposit. There was life that came into me. I was given a gift. I was given the Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit, like, is this light that when I am in trouble, I can know that I could just go turn the light on. Like, I've got something to look forward to. That light inside of me might not be present in the present. It might be the fact that I know, okay, this stinks and it may end my life, this sickness, this darkness, whatever it is I'm facing, but here's the reality. I know where I'm going to end and it's going to be in the presence of Jesus in heaven. That assurance, that reality is the same like if I were a five-year-old going and turning the light on I imagine it'd be scary if the power was out and Preston went to click that light and nothing happened. Right? But it's not. There's just something comforting. The power wasn't out. So he turned all the lights on. Why not have a Holy Spirit light party at night? That's what he was doing. Just made me think of that hope we have to look forward to. When that diagnosis is not favorable. When you didn't get the job. When you're washing machine you spent hours repairing catches on fire the first time that sounds familiar anyway don't ask me to repair your appliances our microwave microwave was the latest casualty in our house last night i'm going to try to fix it later today so pray for the huff home i know the part it looks easy enough to install But it may start a fire. It's just the way it happens when I touch it. You can still face the difficulties of sin and life and live with hope knowing one day, no matter what trials you're facing now, it's all going to be okay. Easy said now, right? I think we need to make that decision before we hit the trouble. It's like you write a will before you die. we gotta, we got to make that decision right now that, man, I am going to keep my hope in eternity because it's a promise God gave me no matter what comes my way, and we hold on to that hope. I mean, that hope is shocking, as you could hear. See, I even break sound systems when they—I'm just kidding. I'm so distracted easily. The other part of the challenge in this text is to wait. I mean, this is a hope that we're looking forward to. It's not like now, necessarily, that we're going to even sense that comfort at times. It's like knowing what you're getting at Christmas but it's the day after Thanksgiving. And you peaked. Who are peak, who in here does that? You search. You shake. You hunt. You look at the hiding places. and that's brutal. We've always said, hey, if you figure it out, we're returning it and getting something different. I don't know if we've, have we ever followed through with that? No, okay. Anyway. Um, but just, that's our threat. It's an empty, idle threat, obviously. But it's that if, you, if you're hunting and you figure it out and you're like, I know what I'm getting. And you get your hopes up, but you have to wait. Now just multiply that by like 80 years or so. <laughs> Oftentimes that's what we're challenged with is, man, hope in eternity is a long ways off at times. This is what Paul is challenging Jesus' followers to live like. Live with a deep anticipation that is present in their life due to the Holy Spirit within them to look forward to eternity instead of looking at the darkness of the present. Because suffering will happen. Notice there's nobody that coined the phrase, maybe you're going to make a shirt, I don't know, there's shirts out there every once in a while that we throw quotes out there for, but maybe there's a reason nobody coined the phrase look present. But you often hear people talking about what to look forward to. Paul's encouraging us to to look forward to eternity, to look forward to our future hope and the blessing and the glory that we have through our relationship with Jesus. Romans 8 26 says this, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness for example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. They can't be expressed in words. Holy Spirit helps us, thought three, by being our advocates. Have you ever overheard someone praying for you? Like passionately praying for you? Maybe you've watched a movie and you've seen scenes like that, that move someone. I know there's a ton of them out there from serious movies, like War Room, where the husband realizes as he walks in a prayer closet that, He starts reading the prayers his wife has been declaring over his life, and it transforms his heart, and it's a happy ever ever after right there, right? You know it's going to end good. Um, Or maybe it's a movie not not so targeted and serious, but there's still moments where they kind of overhear someone talking about the hope they had for the person, and and it breaks them. It's kind of that moment here that the Holy Spirit If we could really hear the Holy Spirit's advocacy for us in the presence of God, I think we'd all be wrecked. I think it would mess with us. And every once in a while, the Holy Spirit will give you a glimpse of that reality, of just how much God loves you. Holy Spirit will just give you a touch of it, and you're just like, you love me what? What? You, you believe in me this much? Or How? God, do you really know me? But it's the Holy Spirit sitting here. The Holy Spirit knows everything about you and everything about God. That's amazing. This is the, the relationship we have. This is the power of the Holy Spirit alive within us. Now, hopefully you've never heard anybody praying prayers against you. That would be really awkward. Send fire, God, right? You're just like, I've had an awkward moment like that. We were actually doing some ministry with this team in the downtown of a large city, I won't even call the team out, and, and it was like, we, they, we just finished washing the feet of the homeless, and handing out socks, and food, and and it was powerful, and all the teens were like, that were with us, and we're just moved to no end in this moment, we were like, thank you, Jesus, and the director of the ministry calls us together, hey, let's just, let's pray, you know, and, and and so we're like, awesome, let's do this. You know, and we gather together and we hold hands. And, and everybody we just, like, we're, we're ministering and encouraging to, they're sitting right there. And he's like, God, we know these people are detestable and dirty, God. And they're sick people. They've made horrible choices and they're going to go to hell without you. And you're just like, um. They can hear you, you know. It was weird. It was not necessarily like seasoned with love or anything. It was really awkward. One of the more awkward moments of my life. And uh, and it's that. So hopefully you haven't experienced that. Because I think the Holy Spirit has a lot of hope for us. And God loves us and sent his son for us. Not to just tell us we're dirty and we need to clean up. But to save us. And to wash, Jesus got on his own knees and got out of cloth and, and washed the feet of his disciples and didn't tell them, whoa, those are some dirty feet. <laughs> you know, we don't see that line in the Bible. We just see that he, like, washed their feet. There was no condemnation. Back to prayer. The Holy Spirit's our advocate. And there's times where we don't know what to pray for. In fact, it's usually when we're in our weakness, and the Holy Spirit's so strong in that moment. So strong there's not even words to pray for us. Groans is the terminology used. Isn't that kind of interesting? That's man language, right? Tim Allen, you've seen his comedy, like, oh, oh, uh, 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 right? It's like, ugh, ugh. Can't you just hear the Holy Spirit having that prayer conversation with God? Uh, I kind of think that's what's going on. Maybe not. It's more like, uh, right? Imagine that being your prayer life. I think I heard them praying for me, but all really I was hearing from the room was God about Thad. Uh, What? I don't think it's possible for me to be serious today. He knows what we need, and he's so passionately communicating it to God. He can't do it in words. He can't do it in words. I was trying to picture an advocate for you to grasp, and I thought of one that I think maybe a lot of us in this room will relate to. It's football season, right? My setup shirt was a Husky T-shirt today when we set up this place because if if you saw the game yesterday, I mean the Huskies dominated and I was very happy. I was just sitting there from the first touchdown and then there was like another one right after it and another one right after it and another one right after it and then I was like, wow. They're going to keep scoring, you know. Uh, this is unreal. And so you were kind of really happy. And then later on in the day, I saw what the Cougars did, and I was happier, you know. It was amazing. They cooped it. Um, so it's football season. That has nothing to do with my point on advocacy. Here's my point. This is what I'm excited for. Next Sunday, the Seahawks play. And you know what I love to watch? Pete Carroll on the sidelines. And he is alive and well. That guy is active, right? Have you ever seen how he advocates for his players and for the team on the field? Those that are serving and giving their guts to this play and the design of the game that he's laid out before them. And when something goes weird or there's a penalty, he runs right over to that ref and he's like, ah, 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 ah you know, and he's like advocating. Or they call some. You know, like it wasn't a first down. He's like, oh, that's, oh you know, he's just so like there, throwing the red flag out there. That's the Holy Spirit for us. Like we make choices and the Holy Spirit so quick to go to God and advocate on our behalf. Isn't that cool, that relationship we have? That zeal you see there in Pete Carroll. It's nothing compared to what the Holy Spirit's doing for you. I love that visual. And I'm going to cling to that visual. Because that's the zealousness that we read about in passages like John 14. Listen to this. Verse 15. If you love me, obey my commandments. And this is Jesus speaking, right? And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you. Now and later will be in you because the Holy Spirit's now in us, that Jesus rose from the grave, we now were able to have the Holy Spirit as a gift, right? No, I will not abandon you as orphans, Jesus says. I will come to you. And verse 26 says this, But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. You see those players run off the field when they make a mistake? Pete Carroll runs over and pats them on the head, gives them a little word of encouragement, and they go to the bench. Until they go back out and hopefully they've washed their mind clear. Our advocate, also translated counselor, the, the, the actual word is Perikletos, I don't know how to pronounce it. It says one who is called to someone's aid. That, that's the Greek of that. Jesus has been has given us this gift of the Holy Spirit, and is he's, The Holy Spirit is aiding us to live if we'll just grab a hold of Jesus. That's that's ours. That promise. Well, it wraps up Romans eight twenty seven through thirty. The Father. Who knows all hearts knows that the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us, believers, in harmony with God's own will. That's a beautiful picture. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his Son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Having chosen them, he called them to come to him. Having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. Man, there's so much in Romans 8 we could camp on. The Holy Spirit helps us, thought for. To live out God's purpose. You've been called to His purpose, to be sons and daughters. Right? We discovered that last week and we read that verse again at the beginning of today. Like we are adopted as His, we are His sons and daughters, co heirs with Christ, to pursue God, to grow in a relationship with Jesus. We can rest in the reality that we are chosen. You're chosen by God. You were chosen by God the moment he sent his son. There's nothing you can do to not be chosen. He wants all to follow. He wants everyone to believe. You know, it's kind of like, I think sometimes we think our choosing to follow Jesus as our Savior, if we've made that decision or we're going to make that decision, I think sometimes we think it's 100% our decision. When in reality, God's been leading us. There's been things in our life that have brought us to that moment of decision. And for each of us, the motivators are different that bring us to that moment. But it's more like a 60-40, right? God's been working in us to choose to follow him. He's been providing opportunities and seeds of thought. And we finally get to that moment and go, okay, Jesus, I choose to follow you. Make me new. Your weaknesses are not an obstacle to God's choice. You're chosen no matter what you suffer prior to coming here today. Isn't that good news? It's crazy good news. Our action thought for this talk today is accept the help of the Holy Spirit. So as I said at the beginning, that's not always easy, right? That's not easy. What do you need to begin to accept the help from the Holy Spirit for? Is it the decision to follow Jesus? Do you just need to kind of go, okay, I'm going to do my part. I choose to follow you, Jesus. Is that where you're at today? Maybe you've had a difficult time Reading the Bible and your God, I want to grow in a relationship with you. I'm just, man, I need that discipline in my life so I can know you more. Let the Holy Spirit in. Maybe it's looking forward to hope. You just have short focus. And right now, it's your finances are crazy and you're focused on your finances. Your health is crazy, you're focused on your health. You know, there's work struggles, that's your focus. And it's like, oh, but okay, eternity. These are momentary in light in comparison to the future glory. Right? Know what's facing you in your future, not just your present. Maybe you need to allow the Holy Spirit to advocate for you. Maybe you've been trying to be your your own advocate. You ever notice how players get thrown out of games way faster than coaches? Unless you're talking baseball. But anyway. Like oftentimes the coach can advocate way better for the player than if the player tries to make a case for themselves. They usually get tossed. What what if we just let the Holy Spirit advocate and find out how it ends up? I think things could be different. Lastly, maybe you need to accept the help from the Holy Spirit to live out God's purpose. See yourself as a son or a daughter of God. To begin to step into the opportunities that are presented to you. I want to pray all of that over you today. Worship team's going to sing a song, kind of allow you a time to reflect on today. Maybe you want to respond on the back of that Connect card or as to what's going on in your world. What do you need prayer for? We want to, we want to pray for that as well with you Um, and then Jaden will come up and we have a little something we're going to do to conclude the service today so God I thank you for what you're doing in this room right now in every person's heart And we each come in here with a different point of need along the lines of help we know that through choosing to follow Jesus we've got a bunch of promises here But I guess the first step for some in this room today is going to be that point of choosing to follow Jesus so that they can walk into these promises, have this gift of the Holy Spirit present, advocating that we're reading of. And So, God, right now, if there's anybody here that's yet to choose to follow you, I pray they would simply just say, Jesus, I choose you today. I choose to follow you today. I want to be made new. Here I am. Here's my weaknesses. Help. And for all of us that are praying that word, help, God, I pray right now that you would just overwhelmingly give us strength in places that maybe we've been reluctant to ask. That we would embrace the purpose you have for us, our life. That we would embrace, God, the willingness you have to help us in our time of need. We give you our life. Here it is. It's an offering. In Jesus' name.